0: Uh, welcome to another episode from Molsef's APIs over IPA's podcast network. I'm Derek Gilling, your host today, and the CEO of Mosf the API Observability Platform. Joining me is Charles Miller. He's the lead content strategist for APIs at Metadata Solutions, a Dassault Systems company. Uh, Charles is a multiple award-winning technical writer and leads document creation for APIs at his company. Really happy to have you here today, Charles. Thank you, Derek sure definitely cool so just getting right into things i'm curious uh what's your path to writing uh documentation for apis and uh as a follow-up to that how did you transition from you know, hanging out from uh alan uh ginsburg to uh writing award-winning uh t- technical documentation
1: well that was that incident was uh, was at, definitely in the past uh I hung out with him once so don't want to give um, ba- necessarily a, a, a wrong impression there. But uh, no, it was fun. We're, we're hanging out with them. But um, you know, it was a long road. And uh, that led me from writing the great American epic poem, if you will, to realizing that I needed to meet my family's needs, uh, and not just my own. <laughs> so my first step was to find a job where I could meld my interest in writing and technology. And so I had to go back to school for technical writing and editing classes. After school, I spent a lot of time at the beginning of my uh, technical communication career working as a consultant. Actually, for about 10 years, I was uh, a consultant on and off. And as many people know, I've done consultancy that can be pretty stressful where you have a job and then maybe goes on for a year or maybe half a year, and then it ends, and then you have to look for further work. But I was lucky. I had pretty steady work, so even though it was stressful a little bit, it did give me many avenues to, teach, to learn different approaches to documentation. Uh, the experience taught me how to collaborate with many different audiences and kept me up to speed on the technology. So every job I went to, I was able to accumulate new knowledge about technology and uh, fortunately, it was all new technology to me anyway. So, uh, and then by the way, I didn't create the great American epic poem. I was able to have some of my poems published in two anthologies.
0: Oh, Nice. <laughs> cool. Thanks. So, you know, just speaking about your approach and, you know, all the knowledge that you've accumulated over the years, you know, what is like the number one takeaway for any of our listeners on how to create outstanding technical documentation? Well, as everyone knows,
1: I'm sure, it's all about time. Time is, is our enemy, and sometimes it's perhaps our friend. But a lot, often a lot, often it's, it's, a, it's a deadline crunch, so the more you have of it, the better your text will be, is, is from my experience. You have time to investigate and understand the context of the information that you're presenting and that you're writing about. Uh, You have time to interview SMEs, and you also have time to write, rewrite, and test your documentation. Uh, The main test, of course, is always to get documentation in front of the users, so you can gauge its usability. And then if you can, you can perform user surveys and usability testing to gain user input feedback.
0: And then, when it comes to the changes in API documentation, I know a lot has happened in terms of open API spec and Swagger and such. Uh, how does like auto generation and the new technologies play in the major advancements for uh, documentation?
1: Well, you know, having been in the <clears throat> business for about thirty years, I can say there's been huge amounts of changes um, as people will. Probably have heard, or maybe even some know, it's evolved from manually creating technical content in Microsoft Word. Uh, using a con- and now it's using content management systems for online consumers. Uh, we use Confluence for for our um, major means of um, of uh, deployment. Um, you know, I've actually created documentation in HTML with the text editor, and then uploaded it to the uh, portal via file transfer protocol. That shows you how far back I go. Um, moving to a content ma- uh, management system like uh, Confluence was major because it helped us m- me to move towards more automated ways to generate documentation, as you said, and that this is consistent with format and brand. You know, we, we can actually, Create a consistent message across all of our services, all of our uh, products, uh, because it, we're creating a single brand. But we're also imposing; uh, it allows us to impose uh, and adhere to our our writing standards as well as our document uh, programming standards. So the major advance. So that's that's where I've uh, you know it's kind of a little bit of history where I've been.
0: Mm -hmm. And and then can you tell me more where it's going? You know, what's next for API documentation?
1: I think that what's next is uh, digital assistance. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've, um, you know, with AI and uh, the ability to do natural language processing and natural language understanding, um, I think we'll we'll begin to see systems and, and I've already seen some at some of the conferences We'll be able to see the systems that um, are able to take a user's question and go and come back with an answer which is pretty much canned that is you know there are some questions some answers which the system can find because it's been set up for it but in the, in the far far future we're going to be talking about having AI uh, digital assistants scanning the database scanning the information database and being able to come to conclusions. Semantic conclusions present answers based on that analysis, but I should be able to do analysis of the information develop conclusions based on what, what uh, it's been able to identify and scan. It and sounds, like doc-
0: sounds like documentation is a lot more than just the, the text on a HTML site then, right? So what does documentation then uh, encompass? Well,
1: to me documentation, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes people think it's, it's um, getting out what a system or a computer would need to know. So there's computer-readable documentation, you know, then there's uh, human-readable documentation. So I see documentation from my end anyway, you know, even though we do some human-readable, I mean, uh, computer-readable documentation, right? Most of my work is with human readable documentation. So I have to be able to create uh, text and information that is understandable and it's usable. You know, users need to be able to understand the information almost imo- automatically. You know, they shouldn't have to be able to, you know, scan and parse information to figure out what it means. And then usable, they can, you know, if they're working on a task, they should be able to take that information and finish the task that, they're, that they've set
0: up or that they have in front of them. In terms of making it usable, is there a set of guidelines that you uh, usually follow in terms of starting a new project?
1: Yeah, well, <clears throat> unfortunately, I work with an organization in, in a department where we've defined uh, writing standards mm-hmm. uh, and writing standards are key. And they're not always, you know, there are the industry standards, there's the API, Um, manual style, there's the Chicago manual style, there's the Microsoft uh, manual style, Apple manual style. So those are good places to start and um, anyone coming into the field should obviously be aware of those and know those, almost like the back of your hand. Um, But then for an organization, an organization should also take those and develop its own standards. So that's what really begins the process. And then there are standards on top of that, such as the plain plain language principles, plain language uh, standards, which really emphasize usability and understandability. So, um, you know, we incorporate those uh, principles, the plain language uh, standards and principles into our own standards. So um, that's a good place to start. Um, and then more usability, of course, you can extend that then to usability testing, uh, which is some companies have the luxury of doing that. Uh, it does take time to do, but it's invaluable being able to get user feedback. And of course, you're always opening up your documentation to comments. So users can provide comments about how useful the information is and how usable it is and then um, user surveys as well. And you oh, can take that input yeah, and, and, and uh, modify your information as, as, as needed.
0: Definitely. And, and one thing we've seen uh, when it comes to documentation is, you know, sometimes you have so many different product owners and product teams, you know, your documentation is not consistent. You don't have the same tone. And, and as you're speaking to standards, you know, what are some ways to make sure that you have a consistent tone across the entire company? Yeah,
1: that that is, you know, that is a challenge and certainly standards is, again, standards you can't go wrong in having those consistent standards. But often you'll have, for example, you know, business writing standards. We have our technical writing standards. Uh, You know, sometimes people think that business writing standards are different than, um, you know, technical writing standards. I tend to disagree. Uh, I've taught business writing. I've also uh, taught technical writing. Um, I don't think they're that different, but you will find uh, some organizations and uh, perhaps departments that that don't agree. So you you have to find the um, baseline, which is again, for me, it's plain language. You know, use the plain language principles, stick to to those uh, principles where you're talking about making the information usable, informative and um, communi- you know, communicate a sense of friendliness, a sense of transparency, that you're giving them the information uh, you know, as clearly and as succinctly as you can. And you know, I don't think that I think in the bigger picture so that will begin to uh, migrate to other departments as well. You have to create a consistency within the organization so you know your internal documentation should be the same or should try to emulate what you're doing for your external audiences and uh, you know it's a challenge I'm not going to say it's not but standards is definitely the beginning.
0: Does this mean there's like a central team that owns documentation like a developer experience team or should it be up to the you know various uh, product owners themselves?
1: Well we have a excuse me, user experience department. So they uh, do maintain their own uh, standards. So we, and we work very closely with them. So we try to correlate our standards with theirs. Um, and then we have our own department, which is the technical communication services, which is devoted strictly to providing the technical information to our users. So it's user facing documentation. And I work with, within that, that department. Um, ownership often revolves around, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a partnership. You have a partnership with the developers, you have a partnership with product management, you have a partnership with testing. You know, each one of those should be able to provide input into the documentation. And uh, as you say, sometimes maintaining the tone with all those voices coming in is difficult, um, but it's not, it's not, you know, something that you can't overcome. It's a challenge, it's an obstacle, but, you know, again, maintaining your standards, um, writing to the, to those principles where you use active voice. For me, active voice is crucial. That, that will um, allow your tone to come across as being very direct often and very transparent.
0: That's really good to know. Just leveraging the active voice over, you know, something a little more passive. Uh, sounds like that just get your message across a lot better. Uh, but you know, when it comes to, you know, keeping these docs up to date, you know, sometimes, you know, it could be afterthought, right? I mean, how, how do you actually keep them up to date? You know, you got old screenshots, you know, API specs that are out of date. Maybe the version doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, tooling has gone a long ways in terms of stuff like open API and swagger, but you know, it's still, Still, there's a lot of docs out there that are out of date. So, so do you have any best practices for that?
1: Well, <clears throat> excuse me. The best practices that we use is, you know, fortunately, we've come, well, for API documentation specifically, mm-hmm. we um, use open API. So that, like you said, that really does help us to maintain the documentation. Because nothing's going to change unless the doc, the engineers change, and they're the ones responsible for the open API. Uh, we as technical writers act as technical editors, making sure that the writing—you know—limited places that there are within the Open API spec is consistent with our writing standards. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it's it's always a matter of working with your with your partners. It's a matter of making sure that you you have partners who are willing to um, create really, really good documentation that communicates for, for the end users.
0: And, and how do you make sure that you're speaking to a, uh, the right audience right? Sometimes you have developers that are you know more novice and they're looking for just a getting started guide. You have other developers that are super experienced and they want to get right to the point and getting started. Um, but I mean there's so many different types of developers and, and, and flavors of developers out there. Is there any way to like structure documentation or practices on that side?
1: Yeah, the, we we structured our uh, API portal, for example, and, and I'm going to stick strictly to API documentation for for the for the moment. We structured it around, like you said, you know, being able to provide information to our various audiences. You know, we have new newbies or new users, developers perhaps. Uh, we have um, really really experienced developers. We have uh, managers coming in to look at the documentation and say, hey, what is this? What is this API going to do? Uh, how, how come I should be interested in this? What am I getting out of it? Testers, you know, testers need to be able to read it and understand it. So um, we provide, you know, for, uh, for example, on the getting started, the getting started is something where we provide enough information for all developer levels to get started immediately. So we provide things like authentication. We provide um, authorization information, how to register your API app, so that um, you know developers can get up and running as, as quickly as possible. And then, of course, we provide code snippets. We provide samples of making API calls, um, and um, You know, I think that open API is very open API itself. The specification is really good about that because it provides the baseline information that almost any developer would require to make an API call you know, to to make a request. So that has also really helped us um, be able to Reach all of those levels of, of, use, of users that we have. And then, you know, understanding your audience in terms of how they process information. Not all uh, developers process information the same way. So we have, uh, you know, some, some developers look at it from the really big global view and want to have an entire comprehension of the system as a whole. And then they work their way down to the bottom level, and so they can piece everything together and have a clear view of what they're doing for what reason. Some developers they just want to get started right away. In fact, most of most of your developers are those who want to get started right away and want to. They have a specific task at hand, and they want to just be able to accomplish that task, get it done, and then move on to their next task. So. We do provide things like workflows. Uh, we call them recipes, which show how to make a certain call within a specific uh, instance. You know, context. Like uh, many developers have to perform, you know, certain tasks uh, within our platform. So we identify those tasks and then we provide the steps with links to the API doc to the uh, Open APIs documentation which uh, they can get the details from, for making that call to accomplish a, a, a series of tasks in order to, let's say, for example, get uh, a username or something like that. That's very basic, but you know, uh, we have more complex uh, tasks that they might perform. But um, each one of those steps in accomplishing that task would link to a specific uh, type of documentation
0: with uh, the specifications. Uh, Definitely we've seen a lot more of the the playbooks and the recipes totally think that's a a great way to improve the developer experience. Uh, In fact, I think Postman is doing a lot of stuff with collections nowadays, so you can start off pretty quickly anything else that you know technical writers and and, and, uh, developer experience experts should be doing in terms of assisting those those developers get started with your platform.
1: Well, you know, we would like to begin to get a playground, you know where users can actually make calls. Uh, inside the documentation itself and OpenAPI does provide that Uh, so we're we're working towards that as well and and we want to begin implementing a forum so that uh, developers of you know either customers or internal developers can ask questions and receive almost real-time answers to and then we can collect that information and keep it in a database so that you know later users can come in and uh, question the database and receive an answer back and as we move towards digital assistance that's going that type of database will be really really useful
0: and, and do you have some best practices on how to start a forum, especially you know if, if you're brand new and and you don't have enough of a community how do you make sure it doesn't look like it's empty? Well, <laughs> well, since we haven't developed one, since we haven't developed one, uh, you know,
1: that's going to be a, a, a real question. But, you know, like everyone else, we're going to go to Stack Overflow and, and steal from them, maybe. To <laughs> uh, just kidding. But, you know, we, we have a lot of questions, and obviously our developers are, are very, we, we have a lot of really good developers who are interested in the customer point of view. So I think that they could easily populate um, a form once we get it up and running with questions that users will want to know and will need to know even. And uh, so we can begin populating it there. And then, the, in fact, we're working on that now. We're moving forward with this idea of recipes and workflows, uh, identifying those standardized uh, tasks and objectives and goals that you know most users would would need to do and to perform to work within our system and to navigate uh, throughout the platform.
0: What about the questions that a developer doesn't know they uh, need to ask? You know, We talked about previously around forums where they have a specific question in mind or when they're getting started, but what about things like you know, a new feature that uh, you know, they didn't even know existed or a new use case or something? How, how do you think about documentation from that perspective?
1: You know, that's a really interesting question and it's something that um, I addressed in my presentation to the API world, which was about context. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the context. So a developer, I mean, a writer has to understand well, how to provide the information in such a way that a user is going to come away from reading your documentation and be able to ask new questions and come up with their own answers. So uh, you know that's that's certainly not something that's easy to do, but it has to be done, at least in the, in a more uh, mature um, u- user documentation uh, s- uh, setting. You have to be able to understand the uh, platform. In in our case, it's a platform. You have to understand the product, and you have to understand, uh, be able to provide that type of information that you know, those users will, will m- most obviously most always ask so that they can uh, make use of your,
0: of your products. So it sounds like having context is really important to you know, what the, the person is looking for. Does this mean like uh, static documentation is on its way out and, and are we moving towards more like personalized or I guess dynamic docs or, or what, what does that look like in the future?
1: I think dynamic docs is definitely it, but the context is always going to be there. Um, you know, to me, some people might think of it as reference information. Um, as as uh, I presented in my at, at API World, um, the different types of documentation that developers find include reference information, uh, recipes, code snippets. But this reference information is overview information, and I'm not sure that. Um, the, I'm not sure that digital assistants could do that at the start. That information has to be provided by someone who understands how all of this fits together and how all of it works, which is, you know, really kind of an encapsulation about what context does and what context means. Um, so there would have to be an, a human being at the, at the beginning of writing all of this and providing it in a format that you know a digital assistant could somehow scan through and formulate answers to. So uh, to answer your question, I think written documentation is going to have to at least be there until, well, I mean, it's just gonna to have to be there for even digital assistants.
0: This is how I see it. Well, definitely. I mean, you still have to have your API reference somewhere, right? I mean, you can't just, uh have the all through voice or, or digital systems.
1: Unless unless they develop uh, AI systems, which can begin to actually create information, uh, create context. And that's something I don't see happening for for a while. I mean, 50 years maybe. But, but who knows, there, you, know, the, you know, this uh, understandability, you know, the natural, natural uh, language understanding is you know, pretty
0: impressive. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Intercom and Drift does when it comes to, you know, documentation and, you know, helping with those uh, little digital assistants too, right? Mm-hmm. Any other tools that you recommend for, you know, our listeners besides, you know, using Open API and, and, and that type of stuff? Well, documentation. we use Confluence.
1: So, um, I, you know, I can't make a... <laughs> I'm not sure whether I can make a product, uh, <clears throat> you know, Advertise advertisement for them. But, you know, it's a really powerful tool. It provides us the ability to, um, to guide users, to give them, you know, to uh, categorize information. It provides um, the, the writers templates that they can use to generate, doc- to begin generating documentation. Um, so for example, we can provide for our developers templates that they can use to begin writing their own recipes. You know, at this point it's it's me as a, as a technical writer um, working with the developers, working with product management testers perhaps to come up with the steps that are required to accomplish a specific goal. Um, what we're looking at now is to create a template that the developers can take and begin to uh, fill in the steps that are required. And then I, as a writer, would go would go back through it and uh, make sure that it obviously follows our writing standards and, and follows. Uh, make sure that it fills in all the holes for what we're talking about with audiences. You know, well, wait a minute, maybe this uh, level of audience needs to know this. What's the answer to that question? Or maybe another audience type needs to answer that question. Those are the types of things that we call curating uh, information. So we, as a technical content specialist would not be the generator of information, but we would be the curator. We would take the information and uh, make sure that it abides by the um, standards that we've set up. And then also fills in everything that the customers would need to know.
0: Totally makes sense. It sounds like that's a good way to uh, have that standard, you know, and have a a good process, you know, in terms of developers filling out the information but you already have the standard of what it should look like and and look and feel and everything right
1: oh absolutely and that's that's what Confluence does i mean it gives us a chance to, to brand our information and to make it consistent across across all of our products
0: where do like other formats like audio video you know we, we see a lot of folks trying to add you know different like gifts and stuff inside the documentation is that important too or, or do you think that's just like a fad or I definitely
1: don't think it's bad. I think, I think it's, you know, it's the future. The future is going to be where you have digital assistants or, and then that's going to be melded with either GIFs or, and or um, videos that provide um, information based on the user's needs and their context. What context are you working on? What kind of information can I provide that, that will, you know, answer your questions? But so video is going to be very important, uh, and then getting it down to the GIF level, where you can, you know, go through a, a, a tiny piece of a process, would be really, really important. So we're, we are working. We do have videos currently in our um, in our user, you know, our end user documentation. Uh, we do have plans, however, providing uh, videos around integration. And how to integrate uh, different products with our product using APIs. Uh, so that's going to be important. That's going to be and and I see that as something which is uh, part of the future. I, videos are, are you know very labor intensive at least now. Um, we have to get to the level where you take away so much of the labor intensity. And uh, maybe put it into the hands of developers. Our, some of, there's some of our developers actually really adept at creating videos as our as our as our testing team. So somehow being able to single source that information from let's say testing and being able to get it out to our uh, you know external audiences would be an interesting way to go. But we you know we have to fit our standards. You, you can't just put anything out. Uh, to be professional, uh, you know, it
0: has to look professional, has to be branded, et cetera. Makes sense. And then my last question is, you know, if you look at all the different companies out there, you know, doing some great stuff with documentation, what's your favorite and, and what makes it uh, such a great uh, company in terms of documentation?
1: Well, <clears throat> my favorite is still uh, probably GitHub. You yeah, know, I, I like GitHub. I, I think it's so comprehensive. And they, and they really do get into nitty-gritty. They answer the questions that you, know, you think, well, everyone should know. You know. Everyone should know this or we won't document it. You can't take that attitude. And that is, that's an attitude that often uh, you know, we, we still encounter. But GitHub takes the uh, baseline approach. What would a person who's never worked in our platform need to know to get up and running and to perform specific tasks? And so that's why I like their documentation. They've really thought through all of the ramifications of, of their information. And they've also thought through uh, what their different audiences require to, to make use of their platform and their product.
0: <clears throat> Definitely agree. I like what uh, GitHub's doing over with, especially with their changelog stuff. I think it's pretty cool to see how uh, all the updates to the GitHub platform over the years. Well,
1: the last time I checked, I haven't checked in a while. But I, we based our change log on what they on what they do. I mean, it's very, very stripped down, very minimalistic. Uh, you know, we changed we changed this, we added this, we deprecated that. Uh, so, uh, and then we give links, of course, to to any additions and to the resources that were changed. But uh, yeah, um, you know, our customers require. Um, detailed information, and we our release um, our, our release notes are pretty extensive for our end user documentation, and it and it even gets worse because we work in a regulated industry. You know, we have to provide as detailed information as we can, and then our customers are very fastidious about how much information they want. You know, they're they're very sophisticated. So we do provide all of that information. We have templates set up, but that's, again, that's our end user information for our API documentation. We've taken the standard of providing, you know, what's been added, what's been changed, what's been deprecated, and then we give maybe a line or two, a sentence or two of what, of, of what the change included.
0: Funny enough, we actually based our change log off of uh, GitHub's also. I mean, they do just such a good job, like you mentioned. Concise, yeah. you know, uh, getting right to the point and not adding too much fluff to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Charles. I appreciate, you know, hosting you here on the Mosa podcast. Anything else that you want to add uh, before we uh, end? I Really,
1: uh, thank you, Derek. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to... Uh to spend time with you and to talk about something I love very much which is uh, documentation and um, and uh, I do I do want to uh, I look forward to uh, you know the product of what we've created
0: cool definitely and uh, that is always super important you know trying to help developers get started and also you know make sure they're successful with your platform right so always yeah
1: you I know mean, I mean we're customer focused and we try to stay customer focused and Um, you know, keeping everyone's uh, feet to the fire is, is our goal as far as documentation specialists.
0: Well, thank you very much,
1: Charles. Have a good one. Thank you, Derek, as well. You too. Bye-bye.